0: Welcome to the Guitar Dads Podcast, the podcast for Guitar Dads by Guitar Dads. This week, Matt is finally clean, tours are being canceled but for the wrong reasons, and Hailstorm is back from the dead. We'll take a look at the new album this week on the Guitar Dads Podcast. Now, Mr. Brownstone and Mrs. Robinson, Matt and Dave.
1: (laughs) Wait a minute, which one am I? (laughs) I I love everybody. (laughs) <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm
0: Matt. And I'm Dave and welcome to the pod. How's everybody doing out there?
1: How we doing? Welcome, welcome back. We are at episode oh geez. 60? What episode are we at? Is 62 two. Sixty two. Wow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your Facebook comments.
0: Yes. Thank you to everybody that's out in our uh, Facebook group. Uh, find us at Guitar Dads Podcast on Facebook. We're always on Instagram, at Guitar Dads Pod. We love your comments. You guys are really driving the show. We appreciate it. We love it. Um, and we hope you guys are digging it. So, um we yeah.
1: hope to do. And we're, and, you know, we have, we've gone a few episodes now without any guests. And, you know, we, we're trying to figure out what the balance is of guests versus non guests. We're obviously not an interview podcast. Um, I guess like Dave and I interview each other. Yeah. But um, we definitely uh, are not lining up. We're definitely lining up some fun stuff and fun guests. So, so so continue to stay tuned. Or if you have suggestions for people you'd like to hear from on the pod to kind of take part in this conversation craziness just let us know yeah have to,
0: yeah have to we are it. we are definitely open to comments and suggestions anything flies on this pod so yeah uh, man
1: Let's yeah, get into it. Let's get into it.
0: Speaking of anything flying, did so. This is an interesting thing because I'm I'm going to use Tobias Forge as kind of a springboard for the topic. But uh, okay, tell our, us who our,
1: Tobias Forge is again. All right.
0: So to get into our news and notes segment, Tobias Forge is a singer of the band Ghost. Who is you know? I, I say I like Ghost. You, you you kind of you're on you're on the fence, but
1: yeah. I you know I've listened to them and you know I don't know I like. It's listenable for me, like, but it's not really my thing. I don't know. I just can't get into it. But But,
0: they're doing some big big things. They got a massive tour going on right now, like a huge, huge production. They, they got like nine trucks and everything else, and it's oh really, it's it's huge. Yeah, it's really big. Oh cool. Uh, But anyway, he made some comments about um, some bands right now are kind of canceling tours and canceling dates uh, and using COVID as an excuse. But the real mm. story is that they're just not getting the money that they were they were looking for, or whether it's ticket sales or anything else. So
1: this is interesting. So then I'm like, well, then wait a
0: minute, I, is that really true? So I went and looked back, and it looks like so. If you look at if you look at the stats just from Live Nation, which is um, you know a huge tic, uh promoter, and you know then ticket ticket man. They're, they're, yeah, everybody you know, knows everybody knows who Live Nation is, right? So anyway, um, so in the first quarter of uh, 2022. It, they sold 11 million tickets, uh, compared to the the last real comparable year would be 2019. So their first quarter was 15 million tickets. So you'd say, well, maybe pre-pandemic. Tobias, pre-pandemic, maybe he's got a point. You know, maybe you know, maybe ticket sales are, are going to suffer. And but no, uh, if you look at the projections from Live Nation, they're they're projected to be up 36 percent um, versus 2019 by the end of this year. So that's and that and you, oh, can, you can see you can see the demand you know, out there when we go to shows.
1: Yeah, no, that, see, this is really interesting. And, you know, we have to remember Live Nation is a publicly traded company. Of course, they're going to have projections that look good. Um, you know, they can't really, you know, publicly traded companies play games, but they can't play a lot of games because, right. because Wall Street kind of knows what's going on. So, um, you know, so I think we have to take that with a little bit of grain of the salt. But at the same time, you can say that's interesting. You know what I, I thought of, Dave, when when you brought this up to me? Was um, you know, it might be that a lot of still we have concerts that have been postponed from the pandemic. So I wonder if that's a reason why sales are down because people are going to concerts that they that they bought almost two years ago. Now I mean yeah. that is definitely the that's definitely the case for you know the Motley Crue tour. Yes, um, for other tours, a lot of other shows as well that were postponed for a couple. Of years. I wonder if there's an impact of. You know, people aren't buying the, the tickets because they bought them two years ago. <laughs> well, you know what's
0: interesting because I, I was listening to um to the Chris Jericho interview on uh, who's the lead singer? You know, the wrestler Chris Jericho, but he's got a pretty successful yeah. band, Fozzie. He's got a band, yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Su- yeah, they're getting they're getting more successful. Fozzie. Fozzy, now. Foz, Fozzy it's a the great Bear. Name. <laughs> but anyway, he was on uh, Trunks' podcast and he was saying what they're yeah. they're noticing something really kind of crazy, which you wouldn't expect right now. Is walk-up sales are up like twenty, twenty-five percent at least for them oh, and other bands that he's talked to, and he, oh, he he kind of theorized like, well, a lot of people probably think, you know, I well, I don't want to buy tickets ahead. What if the show's canceled or COVID? I don't what know if, if I want I to get go COVID? out. COVID, yeah, yeah. So, but they're seeing a huge uptick in people just walking up to the box office day of and buying tickets.
1: I mean, if I had to, that's interesting, and it kind of goes along the theory that I have on this, which is people are still hesitant. You know, yep. there's still a lot of hesitation out there to go out there and be in large crowds of people, especially at the smaller places and venues that aren't outdoor.
0: Oh, I think you're right.
1: That People have some hesitancy. I mean, when we went to see all the, all, the, all the shows that we've gone to, yes, for the most, you know, the smaller shows at like the House of Blues, when we saw Dirty Honey at a smaller place venue you know there was a lot of people with masks on right I mean masks were not and when we went to see Dirty Honey they were not required at all in the city of Boston and there was still a lot of people with masks on so I think there's still like this this is still you know I I I'm hesitant to say we're still in a pandemic stage cuz I think well, we're, in this we're, country we're, we're, not, we're yeah, not we're not really not. We're, we'll we're, we're more into yeah. an endemic stage but at the same time I think people are still he- hesitant to put themselves in these situations, so that could be what's playing into this, as well as, like like I said, you know, for at least the big tours that were postponed, people, you know, felt like they didn't have the need to buy additional tickets, right. you know. So, And like I said, I think there's another a factor that we talked about when we talked about the decline of the local m- music scene, which is... Over the pandemic, people got used to being at home. Yeah. And they got into different hobbies and different things. And maybe live music just isn't a, a part of their life like it used to be. Anymore. It might. Like it's a good, that's a good point. They're happier to be home and just watch Netflix and chill.
0: That's a good point. But I feel like that demand, <laughs> I think even those people, that demand eventually will come back. And I think like, just like you, I think so. you and I have said too, like the first concert that, you know, we went to together, it it was kind of like, oh, this is what it's like. Okay, I got to get back out and do this, you know, because yeah, we yeah, really yeah, miss yeah. live music so much as most yeah. of most of mu- most music fans really do. And I think a lot of people listening to this podcast really do just yeah. love love to go to a live show show there's nothing like it there's um, nothing like it it's, and I it's think it's very true and yeah I think if you look at the trends right now the demand is up for everything and I think you know the, you're right there are people that are gonna that are still comfortable at home and not going to shows but I think you're gonna see a, a quick you know a quicker and, and,
1: and if we yeah I think that's right Dave and if we talk about the first quarter Is the winter, and that's when you know there was a huge spike in COVID. COVID was still extremely prevalent. You know, now it's coming back. Now, but it's the summer. That that's why these these projections are so high because it's like the summer Summer concert concert series, right? Is going to go through the roof, and I I think every indication actually shows that it's going to go through the roof. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. This is interesting, but I think if we go back to Tobias's point, Tobias uh, Forge's point. you know, it's actually interesting. I I totally buy that the bands are looking at the numbers. I mean, we've talked about this on the pod before. Touring is incredibly expensive. Incredibly expensive. And, and if they're People not going to get the margins, that. right? Yeah, if they're not going to get the margins, then sometimes it's like not worth it. It's like, am I going to do this for you know what kind of you know there's there's like a threshold where they're looking at the at the numbers and they're like, is a ten percent is that good enough you know i'm looking for do i need to wait till i can sell enough tickets to make even more of a profit yeah or at some cases it could be just to break even to make it even viable well so the the economics of this stuff are 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 important and that could be what's going on and but you know i gotta think we're gonna have a good summer i think you're gonna see a very good summer
0: summer. yeah and i i think that no those are really good points i think that um you know, it, it the another thing that I feel like we're just doing another podcast here. But the, another thing that Jericho mentioned was um he finally they finally got a gold they finally got a uh, a gold record, right? So that's oh, that's five hundred what five hundred copies, right? Now the way 000, it, yeah. five hundred thousand. I'm sorry, five hundred copies. You know, five hundred thousand
1: yeah, yeah. might as well yeah, be these days half a yeah. million.
0: So he said the way the way the math works on this because of the streaming industry is you have to have 75 million streams across all the platforms to really kind of equate to that 500,000 so
1: oh, think think about so did- that so does the Recording um, Association that awards those out? Is that what they do now? That's is that what the they actual do. Metric. They, they look oh, at. Oh, that, that's, that's the really metric. interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Okay, we're going to do some research on this and talk about this on a future. I was pod. like, that's I was blown away by that. So think about that yeah. it's
0: across all platforms. He was saying, he said, YouTube, you know, Spotify, Apple, everything. everything. Seventy-five million streams to get to equals, that fi- equals five hundred equals, 500 gold, equals gold, gold album. A gold album.
1: Where do they come up with that? Anyway, right. Where that's they, exactly? Where did you?
0: Where, who comes up with this <laughs> it's metric? Like,
1: it's like ah, uh, 75, uh, some, some 75 million.
0: Yeah, the nerds just sitting around going, not the guitar nerds, just like you know, nerd nerds
1: sitting yeah, around this going, isn't yeah, Joe but, Branton in the game? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're just calculating these things. I mean, I don't know where it comes from, but I found that to be like that's extraordinary when you think about that that difference, right? Seventy-five million to get to five hundred k. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: it's, it's kind of an odd thing. It's but an anyway, odd thing. But anyway. let, let's do some more research into this, and we'll hit we'll hit it in yeah. another pod because that's very interesting. We that's one of our. I feel like that's one of our favorite topics is the economics of streaming and how yeah. it all works. So we will continue to to. To pull on that, but totally, you know, going back to Live Nation, the Live Nation's getting some heat from Congress. Is this true, Dave? Yeah,
0: so uh, New Jersey Congressman Bill uh, Pascrell, I think I'm pronouncing that right, uh, is is calling for Live Nation to be broken up. In fact, I think he's not alone. But um, and his argument is, Live Nation has not done enough to ensure the safety of uh, concert goers, and he referenced uh, Astro World, and he pulled out numbers that. Here's something that might surprise you. At least his his data su- says that um, yeah. Ticketmaster their their standards their low standards have led to 200 concert deaths and over 750 injuries. And I think that wow, I don't think that's in the last year. That can't be. That can't yeah, be a that's, year. No, there's no way. I don't know when that dates back to, but that's yeah, that's now,
1: like of all time or something.
0: Now there were like 700, 800 injuries at Astroworld though, so.
1: Oh, exactly right. Yeah. There, there was a lot of that. I mean, yeah. Astro World. We've talked about this a lot. Astro World was a disaster, and a huge, people need yeah. to be held Tragedy. accountable for yeah. that. Yeah, people. Just, I mean, it's a, it's a disgrace what happened there. So, but and the, I think do, we do, do. I think the promoters are to blame. I think yeah. Yeah, This I think this guy's a hundred percent right. What's What's uh, funny about that is he said that because um, he's from New Jersey, he said that Springsteen and Bon Jovi should be completely exempted from any of this stuff. <laughs> so it's <kind> of odd. <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not not too long into jeez, the podcast, trying I mean, to making Prince and bon, bon Jovi jokes.
1: I mean, I know about politics, but this is you know, jeez. You know, like it, it, favoritism.
0: John, I mean, John Bon Jovi tried to make a statement on this, but his voice didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he couldn't
1: make a state. He couldn't make a statement. Oh, <laughs> oh man! All right, we love you, John. Oh. So anyway, you, you, I guess the but, bottom of my inter- question: is Do you think they
0: should be broke? I don't think that's an argument to break them up. We could talk about needing to break them up for all all different reasons, but that's not a reason to break them up.
1: What does yeah, that have I to do mean, with what does that have to do with monopoly? Because yeah, that has nothing to do with antitrust laws. Right. So I don't know. This guy might be pulling on the wrong thread, but it it's an interesting point that it's like you know is this too much of a monopoly? I mean, didn't didn't Pearl Jam uh, pull this monopoly card on Ticketmaster oh, in the nineties? in the nineties. So yep. they didn't win then. I don't see nope. how this is going to win any any no. court battles. Yes, I mean the fact is it is basically a monopoly, and I think it they is. should be broken up because <laughs> <course 'cause> <laughs> that that would only help help the consumer but but at the same time you know this is this is the way the industry's worked for a long time and this stuff is not easy to change so well you know, they're only maybe getting, this yeah you Sorry, looked it up ahead.
0: you looked it up before we were recording what's what's their
1: um, stock trading at right now and how does that compare live nation, to five years ago yeah so live nation the stock is way up over five years it's up it's up um i don't know let's see I think it was let's like see, 80, what is it somewhere
0: up? in the eighty-seven, right? Right? Yeah, yeah, it? No, f-
1: it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's up at eighty-seven a share right now. And five years ago, it was at thirty-four dollars a share. So you wow. do the math. Yep. That that's way up. Way up. <laughs> that's way over a hundred percent Yeah, that's <laughs> that's almost well, let let's you know that's almost three hundred percent up. Yep. You know, you think about it. You'd have to adjust for inflation. Let's not get too nerdy. Yeah, here we go. Now we're going to get really <laughs> nerdy.
0: That's not what we do in this podcast.
1: Uh, that's not what we do in this podcast. Um,
0: All right, one last news and note. What did you think of uh, the Chase Bliss news today?
1: Oh, that is a good, that's a gear, that's a gear news. Should we but leave we, that for gear We should cover yeah? it.
0: Okay, all right. No, let's
1: just, let's talk about it because it's kind of industry in general. So the Chase Bliss news is that Chase Bliss uh, pedals, for those of you that know about them, amazing pedals, extremely high priced yes. uh, pedals because there's so much work that goes into them. These things are so Yeah, they're advanced. amazing. Though. Yeah. Like every, I feel like every Chase this pedal is like a it's like a world into itself. It is so, there's some this they go so deep. It's unbelievable these pedals. Um I actually don't own one because like they tend to be into that like super ambient kind of weirdness that's not my thing, but I bet there are a lot of well, fun. We'll talk to play about this. We're going to talk about this yeah. later tonight, but it anyway, might become your thing. It might become my thing. But anyway, um they they said that they're no longer going to sell through dealers. And they're going to go direct to consumer on their website. Is that true, Dave? Like they're just not going to yeah. sell at all through dealers? Is that what that's, they said? That's what I read from the, what I could gather okay. from the
0: statement. And yeah. I think you know it, it comes down to like you know they're it, to maintain the same quality and to not have to uh, worry about dealing with some of the the price issues that are out there right now. They want to be able to deliver to their consumer, their customers, and I think it's the right move.
1: Yeah. Well, this is the, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of pedal companies that do this. I would say the more kind of you know the boutiquey ones, like the most um, famous one would be the King of Tone. Right. Would be uh, would be analog analog man, who goes kind of direct, and you, there's a massive wait list, and it's ridiculous, in my opinion. These yeah, there are
0: there know. are a number of makers that do this already, but yeah, yeah, this a is number, a pretty but, this is a pretty big one the, to to make but, that shift because originally I was just gonna say yeah yeah to make this big shift.
1: No, you got it, Dave. Yeah, so it's kind of an interesting thing that. Um, you know, this is you know, if I was a guitar store, you know, I would be a little bit upset about this. That this is not a trend I would want to see. Um, and it kind of brings up the question of how important are guitar stores these days? Well, I think right? we need
0: to. I think we need to ask our uh, our buddy Rick Tomasi, who is the owner of yes. the, the Guitar Pedal Shop, a great a great uh, local pedal shop, and he's all over the internet too. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, he ships worldwide. Ships yep. worldwide. Yeah, and
0: so, but I wonder how i would love to know how his how chase bliss sells in his his shop yeah yeah
1: and what what he thinks about this cuz i'm sure he's not happy about it yeah um but you know i think you know this is a whole other podcast topic but i'll i'll tell you quickly what what i think i think if you're a guitar store and you aren't adding a value to the consumer in a way that you're curating the best stuff and showing them what's new and hot and really proving that, like Anderton's, has been incredibly successful. I was just going to say, Anderton, yes. um, Anderton is a model in this, or like a Chicago music exchange or one of these kind of stores that really has an internet presence and, and, um, you know, curate. I think that that's the best thing. I think they're like curators of the best gear. If you're not doing that and you're not doing it on the internet, then, then it's going to be hard to be a small shop. There's always going to be a guitar center that sells just everything. But if you're a guitar-focused shop and you're not doing that type of work, it's going to be hard for you. Yeah. Especially if you have, if we see this as a trend that's gonna that's going to continue, because if we're honest, it's just a good. You know, this is a thing. The distribution is a problem you know, they're going to take on some, if we get a little businessy about this, they're they're going to have to take on the distribution of this completely on their own, which is not a small task. No, it's easier to just ship it to all the retailers and just, let them handle it. Right. Yeah. To ship to every consumer is an operation in itself that they're going to have to build. It's going to cost them a little bit of money, but overall you got to think that they're going to make, they're going to make out on this deal and that's why they're doing it.
0: Of course. And I think to your point though, I think you're dealing, what, what you're really concerned about is these smaller retailers, you know, that that you that that are really going to kind of get screwed in a little bit uh, in, a, in a way from this. Not the guitar centers of the world because they and they are the almost like the antithesis of, of what you just said. Like they don't really market the high end stuff. They just they're rest on the laurels. They, store. They're a big box yeah. store, so they don't yeah. need to do that kind of stuff. And how many? I wonder if you looked at the numbers of the course of the last year, or you know, if you look back twelve months, how many Chase Bliss pedals do you think? Guitar Center consumers actually purchased, right? I mean, probably not a high uh, a high number. I would imagine Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I would imagine that they're not necessarily going through there. But at the same time, you know, Guitar Center sometimes has sales and you know, that's why yeah. I continue to shop there because I continue to get good deals from them. That's true. You know what yeah. I mean? They so rope you and, in. They're roping they they're you they're you, and the return policy is great and you don't have to ship things to return, you just bring them to the a lot of what I do is I buy guitars center online and return to the store if I don't like it. It just saves it saves me a hassle. Yeah, it has. So. It
0: almost has become the Amazon of of the guitar world because you yeah. don't even need to go in with the box anymore. It's just like Amazon. You can just walk into like you know a, a, sh- yeah. a UPS with the product itself, no box, no yeah. nothing. Here you go, ship it back. There, you, done. Yeah, and the yeah, Guitar right? Center's kind of done that, right? So yeah,
1: yeah, you know, so that so that's the edge they have over like a Sweetwater, even though the Sweetwater customer service is fantastic. Oh, my, and like their pricing, but Eon this is the thing: Guitar it. Center will beat any Sweetwater price. Like they don't care; they will beat it. Yes, um, you know, so like they can't really compete on price. So really, all Sweetwater's got going for it is a customer service. Well, which, which you could is argue notch. is more
0: important, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, so more, I, I don't know. I think like I kind of bounce. I don't buy a lot from Sweetwater, but I'm 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 starting to think like, you know, I don't know, like maybe I should just start going to Sweetwater to make my life a little bit easier. But at the same time, I keep getting good deals at Guitar Center. So Guitar Center knows that, box, right? That's that's how the, they know. Yeah, yeah. They, that's for, how they for, compete. For the, for the big box items that are readily available, you know, they always give a discount if you call them and ask them. You know, they ship it quickly. You can return it to a store. It's kind of hard to beat if we're honest for that kind of stuff. So anyway, but I digress.
0: But <laughs> you digress. Anyway, well, that's that's uh, our news and notes segment. Are we uh, Should we move on?
1: Yeah, let's move on. You want to talk about um, – because we do have some gear to get to this week. Maybe we just go right to – Right, to Hailstorm. What do you think?
0: Yeah, so Hailstorm Hailstorm released a new album. When did it come out? I forget the date now. I a couple weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is called Back from the Dead. And And yes. um, I have listened to it a number of times in the last several uh, weeks. Oh, you have? Weeks. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. through a number of times. Yeah, yeah let's hear it. Oh, you want to hear mine first? Okay. Yeah, let's
1: hear it. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm excited cuz David David and I haven't talked about this. We like to keep things fresh for the yes. podcast. Yes.
0: So this will be the first time Matt is hearing this. Uh Yes. Was, I it wasn't as impressed. See, this goes this goes back to our discussion about the slash album. I was so anticipating this Hailstorm album, l- reading about and listening to like clips yep. from their most recent tour. Um and yeah and, and watching their their uh uh their rig rundowns and all this stuff and I was so psyched for this <laughs> album I maybe pushed it a little bit above the threshold that it probably should have been and so yeah. I thought the album was good
1: I didn't think it was great oh interesting okay so so I you know i actually share i've only listened to it one time through if i'm very honest with you so i have to listen to it a couple more times but um i i would agree with you but i would also call it kind of classic hailstorm it is classic you hailstorm, know what i mean yeah. like it, it's pretty rocking there's some real aggressive stuff which they like yep. to get into there's some ballad ballady stuff on yeah, it which lizzie there's likes two to ballads do ballads that i'm not I, i'll tell yeah, you the ballads yeah. on their other
0: albums are better
1: yeah, you, the ballads aren't the like strength far of this better. Album. Yeah, yeah, not at all. Not even. I- I'll give that to you. The ballads are not the the, the strength of the album. Um, but you Lizzie, know,
0: I, Lizzie's vocals on this album are like some of the best she's produced.
1: She's kicking butt on it. I I Killing. agree. I don't think this is as good as their last their last album. I loved. What was, what was that, that one Vicious? called? Um, v- Vicious. Yeah, that was and amazing. I, I love that album albums. so yeah. much. This one, you know, might take a little more time to grow at me, but it is. But this is the thing it is still classic Hailstorm, yep. and I enjoyed listening to it. And, like you said, Lizzie is kicking ass. If you listen to the um, the Back From The Dead track, it's you know, that's the one that we had talked about a while back because they teased it back over I don't know when did they did a long time ago. They teased oh, months
0: it months ago, yeah, maybe months the, ago, some in the, and definitely in the winter.
1: It's such a great track, might be the best track on the album, honestly. But the guitar work is. is the guitar work is like classic. Hailstorm stuff, you know, with this two guitar attack with Lizzie and Joe. It, it it's it's cool. Like if you're into this type of music and you like Lizzie Hale and her voice, it's 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 a cool album. It's it's good, I, Dave. I think we would go as far as to say this is still it's still Guitar Dad approved.
0: It's still guitar dad approved. <laughs> but I think there's some songs on there where I'm just I think the album starts super strong and I think it's yeah. one th- one banger after another. Yes. And then it just starts then as a cup there's a ballad in there and then after that it kinda just starts to trail off a little bit and I feel like yeah. It go, and I think I forget we were talking about another another band a while back and I made the same comparison. This is like a s almost like a good sports analogy. Like this is like the vocals are great on a lot of tracks. The guitars are amazing on a lot of tracks. Yeah. The songwriting is great on a lot of tracks, but there's not a lot of tracks where all three of those like come together as a complete thing. And yeah. that's just that was just my take on it, you know?
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I you know, I um I think you got a point here. Um, I'm looking over the track list now and trying to remember. So it starts off with "Back from the Dead," which I said is, is that's just a, crazy a killer good song. song. Yeah. But I think you're right. Like these first three songs, "Back from the Dead," "Wicked Ways," and "Strange Girl," um, I think are bangers. Right? They are. Um, and then you're right. There's some weirder stuff. What's towards, like the sixth or seventh track on there? What's yeah, it called? Ter- terrible break, things. Break terrible or something? things
0: bright side bright no what's an, another one after that
1: so i'll just read those so bright side the steeple the steeple i love steeple's a good tune yeah that's a great one that's a little bit well no it's not really ballad but it's like mid-tempo kind of mid-tempo that's, yeah that's a great one so so that 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 that's like one of the gems on the album as well to be honest with you uh, oh, terrible you things okay, right. yeah, my okay. redemption okay my or- redemption <laughs> bombshell i come bombshell that's first. what i'm thinking of.
0: I wasn't a fan
1: you didn't like that one huh okay. bombshell I'm trying, to, I'm trying to even remember what what it was but i do remember the steeple i love I, I thought that was a banger i loved it um so so again so there's some gems on this but i don't know dave we haven't developed like our um guitar dad like you know like the siskel and hebert two thumbs we need like up. a rating system yeah <laughs> guitar dad i mean guitar dad approved basically means like yes we think it's worth a listen and you should yep. listen to it um, i'll give it a I letter th- rating i'd say like a b plus yeah, I I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd probably yeah, I'd probably go to a B plus as well. I don't know if I'd give it quite an A minus. Um, but it's but it's definitely you know from one of our favorite bands, which we are going to go see them on tour yeah. in the summer in July. July? Hey, do
0: me a, do me a favor because I'm just thinking about this. We see we should workshop these ideas before we actually record. Yeah, do me a favor. Me Look it. up. Tell me tell me who produced this album and tell me who produced their 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 vicious album because I remember them talking about vicious being like it was really hard for them because they work with a new producer and it was something about like uh, getting really heavy and dark and deep and all that stuff but I think that album was incredible so
1: produced by Nick Raskulins. now did he Rascu-lens. do their last Raskulensk he did go. he's done Foo Fighters he's yep. done Mastodon he's done okay. Alice in Chains yeah but did so he do cool. did he
0: do Vicious that's the question I'm curious because I don't I would listening to this album I don't believe he did but I wonder if they were kind of trying to tap into that kind of stuff, t- kind of thing on this record.
1: But oh no, he produced it. Yep, he did. He did he produce it. it. Yep, the, he yep, produced he vicious. Produced, he produced. Oh, interesting. He produced it. Yep. Wow. So it's 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 the same dude, same dude. Yeah, so, so interesting. So I think okay. it comes down to just what okay. the, what the band was feeling, what the band was a feeling. It's definitely a, a a pandemic written album. Oh, you it's totally tell. a pandemic written. You album. can tell by the lyrics and the in the attitude. You know, back from the dead. I mean, that's you know. A lot of death happening yeah. over the pandemic, obviously. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's a, it, it's definitely a cool album, and I'm gonna listen to it more, and I'm gonna di- dig into it a little more. I you know, like I said, it's classic Hillstorm, so to me, it's cool. So
0: yeah, they're a band where it's gonna take a lot for like Matt and I to to not want to <laughs> listen to it, you know. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be really difficult for it's us. It's gotta to, be a real stinker. It's gonna be a real stinker. Which I is, mean, there may be a not. you know, and there may be a song here and there that they might put out in the future where we will be like, eh, it's not that great. But it would take a lot for one of us to say, eh, this isn't gonna do it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, I think yeah. I think
1: I think that's right. I can I can I probably agree with you on the B plus rating because there are some things where it's like, eh, this isn't. I'm not feeling this as much. Yeah, you know, whereas I feel like their other yeah. their
0: other records were so just so amazing. I feel like oh, from yeah. start to finish. And I didn't oh, get totally. that. And see, maybe yeah. that's where it because that's where I put the bar for them. And that's that's my issue always with these kinds of things, where it's like, Well, you put out so many great records before this, and this one kinda relative to the, your other the rest of your catalog, it doesn't really hold water,
1: you know. So it doesn't hold as much water. It's no. a good point. But it is. I mean, I'd say it holds water, but it's it's you know it it isn't as good as I was anticipating yeah. it to be. I would I would agree with you on that point. So. You know, oh well, but still worth a listen. Still kind of cool thing to listen to. So, so check. Oh, it definitely,
0: out. and I'm sure they're going to be amazing live. So oh yeah, no they, worries just there. Kick,
1: they're kicking ass live. Yeah. They're doing so well. I, I'd love to see. Can't wait to see the Lizzie and the Gang live. And oh we got yeah, good gonna, seats too, Dave. We didn't cheap out too much.
0: You didn't cheap out too much. No, <laughs> we're going to get to see. We're going to get to see those guitars up close and personal. We're
1: going to get to see them. It's going to be fun.
0: Going to be a good time. And it we definitely will definitely is. be bringing you guys a review of that show on this show if you guys yes. want it. So, yes, yeah, just let us know in the comments. Don't forget to check us out at Dads Pod on Instagram. Find our Facebook page at Dads Podcast. <laughs> no questions
1: asked. <laughs> right? We're not going we to even, even ask, ask. you. You can, just, you can just get in this group and just be like, I want to join. It's like, bam, you're approved. We don't even care who you are. That's right. You can be anybody. You can be anybody. We'll just let you in. You know, if you start spamming us, we'll just kick you out. So well, we might go. not even
0: kick you out if you spam us. If you spam yeah, that's us right. with cool might, guitar stuff, we might it actually keep how, you in. depends how yeah. badly
1: you spam us. That's, that's a right. really good point. So anyway, what, what <laughs> so that's a Hailstorm album. What else are we on to? You want to talk a little gear, Dave? Oh, yeah, we got to get into gear.
0: Can you just move your head a little bit to your left just yeah, for the folk? you, can uh, you, you guys, guys, you guys are familiar with the pod on Instagram who watch this stuff or on YouTube? Uh, you uh, recognize or, or on Facebook, you see anything behind Matt's head? Okay, do you recognize I, do. Do you I recognize I do?
1: a difference in my amp setup here behind me? I think
0: I think you should, I think you should reveal for those listening and not viewing this.
1: So there what is that a is. Princeton. There is a brand new Princeton Reverb behind me. There sitting is next to the Jubilee. It's sitting on top of the DS, the rehoused DSL. Um, yeah, so I got a Princeton. Yeah, Dave, this is the news. I got a Princeton. I'm more psyched about this than you. <laughs> so here's so here's the deal. So last week we talked about how I was thinking about the deluxe reverb, you know, everybody knows the deluxe reverb and because uh, there was some available on f- Facebook marketplace and I there was one that was a good deal, I sent the guy a message, he said, sorry, I just had a guy that's gonna buy it and I was like, ah, and I was like, okay Oh, he I did, like, he, I didn't hear that part of the yeah, story Yeah, yeah, okay. so so if that, that was a good he price He said yes, yeah, it was a good price, I think it was like 850 bucks he wanted for it and I was like, done deal, you know, I think I said like, Will you take eight hundred? But he was like, I got I got a line. Would you take eight forty nine? Yeah, eight forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> so I already he's like, I already have a buyer lined up and I was like, oh, okay. Cause I would have just bought a you know a deluxe and probably been been happy and haven't even thought about it. But then I thought about it a little more and I was like, Oh, you know, you know, maybe I should go and play these things. And because it's fenders that are really available everywhere, my local guitar center had a deluxe. It actually had two of the deluxes there. had a deluxe um, 68, the this silver panel one, mm. the 68 reissue. And then it had the this, this 65, which is the black panel one. And um, and that had a Princeton Reverb, which is the limited edition Bordeaux Red with a 12-inch Jensen speaker in it. So for those of you that don't know, Princeton's usually have 10-inch speakers in them. And people always are upgrading them to 12. So Guitar Center, I think Sweetwater does the same. They call it limited edition, but you can just buy it everywhere. But it's in this cool kind of wine red Tolex with like this kind of um, tan... Um, grill cloth and it has a 12 inch spe- and it ha- it's pretty and it has a 12 inch speaker in it and um i played all three of these things back to back i was in like their kind of premium room at the guitar store and i closed the door and i turned these things up i used basically the same strat i have and um, I probably should have brought my own strat, but anyway, I bit, I it was an American Pro 2 strat that I was playing, so it was the same exact guitar I had. It was a different. Yeah, color. you're really
0: going to hear much of a difference in that it case. It was right? yeah, he Your yeah, own yeah. guitar versus like yeah, a, yeah. It was a different color.
1: Shelf. It was a different color, which is that cool blue. Uh, 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 color. Oh, well, you know of the, the cool Pro blue, and that I mean that one sounds which which completely is re- different than what you have. Which is really cool. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> color makes so a I difference. Pl- I played these things back to back as the story, and I kept coming back to the Princeton. I was like, it's wow. just got something about it. And to tell you the truth, like the volume difference, and I did, I cranked these things up. The volume wasn't hugely d- different from the Deluxe. You What's know, the wattage talking? on that? So a Deluxe is about 22 watts, and this is about 12 watts. Um, but you know that's not how it, it doesn't work that way. It's not it doesn't deluxe work that way. isn't twice right. as loud, right right so, exactly yeah deluxe obviously is louder, um, and it definitely was a little bit louder. but in terms of for my uh, purposes where I'm mainly gonna play it at home, you know, but I have the option to take it out to gyms or you know, if I ever play with a band that doesn't do the direct thing within in ears that my band does now, and I just I just kept coming back to the to the princeton, so so I picked one up why. And, why what, Why, what was your, yeah. what It's was, hard what? to say, it's it's hard to say, Dave. It's just like the sound in the room to my ears was just had a little bit of a better, like, I don't know if you call it like a warmness to it or just like the sweeter tone that it had um, just drew me in. Like something about it is just, it's just, it's just the Princeton thing. I don't know how else to say it. Wow. Um, um, yeah. Cause I didn't get to really hear yeah. this
0: story. I just know that you yeah. bought, I would, cause I was, yeah. you know, I was, I was, I just got back from Disney. And so I was kind of roped into that whole thing. And then next
1: thing I know, you're like you're flashing pictures of a new amp. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I was like, I really want a clean thing because I'm getting more like I talked about before. I'm really getting into more of this old bluesy stuff, and playing clean is kind of part of that. And and, and see, I, also I think liked, that's where you're yeah.
0: going to get into the. I think you're going to get into the whole like you know ambiance and modulation thing. And yeah. I, see, I predict this. I'm not this. super.
1: I'm not super into that, but it's. Not but the yet. thing is, like, I haven't even been putting a lot of pedals through it. I put like a couple. Like, I put my um, you know, the RYRA. Clone through it and it sounds good but what's interesting is it just sounds like the princeton like a little bit boosted right it doesn't really like change the tone completely yeah. it's kind of amazing how the princeton works like that and some people you know i read some stuff online and some people were like i don't think the Princeton's great with pedals And i think where that comes from is because it still does the princeton thing even if you put a pedal through it right obviously you put like a you know a fuzz uh through it it's not that it's a fuzz right. which i've done too and it sounds great but um You know, it's, it's, it's fun. I put, well, the, the pizza, the, the slice of pie, yeah, the slice of pie, the pizza pie. So, you know, you know what I haven't, I have found with it, which is just interesting. You know, this isn't good or bad, but like the headroom on the pedals with this thing, like usually, when I play my pedals through the Marshall, I have like the volume at about halfway on all my pedals, and that like gives a little bit of a boost to the to the regular volume of the Marshall of the Jubilee. This thing, if I I I just I like hit good, I hit I turned on the pedal with the volume halfway like on the RYRA, and it's just like wicked loud, like louder than you would ever need, and it's really? just a massive volume jump from the pedal. So like so my so my overdrive pedals have to be turned way down on the volume. Um, to get without you know to avoid just blowing your your ears out from the regular regular volume of the princeton, so um but you mentioned gigging with yeah. this
0: thing one of these days, but how do you view what do you how are you gonna what are you gonna really put through that like what, what I guess in what type of
1: situation would you gig with this? you could gig with this with the right band you couldn 't gig with this in a I wouldn't gig with this in a loud rock band that that's probably, it's probably not going to cut it. If you're going up against like Marshall's and stuff, um, <laughs> it's probably not going to cut it with that. But you know, I, uh- absolutely at a blues jam this would work absolutely at a kind of quieter band like with my band if if my band played with amps that this would work like a more dancier band you know that maybe isn't doing just straight ahead rock and roll you know if you if you're playing with another reasonable guitar player right <laughs> right like, like this could work just quite well um so i you know and that, that's a lot of situations i think there's a lot of people that just gig uh, princeton's all the time right Um, the the problem with geeking at Princeton and this is something I've learned is you don't have tons of clean headroom that's the difference the difference the difference is where does it
0: start to break up
1: for me at about about five which oh. is still damn loud. It's loud, I, yeah. But I think to get over a band, you'd probably need to be around five. And five isn't like oh completely overdriven, but it's just starting to get like, if you really strum into it, you dig in a little, you're going to get a little overdrive. And some people don't like that. Some people want to be at band a volume completely clean, but that's what things like... You know, twins are four. That's why people love right. twins, and you know. Yeah, you
0: need a different yeah. amp for that. This thing yeah, is gonna yeah. break up. Or even up the hot rod, look.
1: like the hot rod that you have right, right there with you, Dave. That's perfect for that. A forty watt. I mean, the clean headroom on the hot rod deluxe is massive. I, I actually watched an episode of that. Oh, pedal this thing. Show. This, this thing is crazy. You can't. Yeah. You
0: can't. I haven't even turned it up where it starts to break up yet because I couldn't. I couldn't be in my house.
1: That pedal show actually did that. They they you can watch. You can go on. It's from like a couple years ago. You can go on and watch, and they go, oh, it does break up. It just you really got to push it. And I think their dB meter was up around 110. Wow, that's like arena. That's like like like, arena rock. That's like ear bleeding loud. Yeah,
0: that's not not appropriate. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, so anyway, so that's what's cool. So that's what I liked about it. I like that you can turn it up at a reasonable kind of a volume. It's still, don't get me wrong, like a five on this thing would get up over a band. It's loud, but it's not like ear piercing, you're going to die. Well, here, how's
0: it do, how does it do yeah. it break up with a pedal? Like if you put
1: like a Tube Screamer It does well, that, that's so what I'm telling it you. Does it does okay? Yeah. It, give, it. That's what's cool about it is you can put a Tube Screamer, I use the RYRA and it gives you that sound at a lower volume. It's still that kind of cool breakup of the amp. So, so you know, it's definitely not as cool as getting the power tubes cooking but it, but it's still that kind of a flavor of overdrive, which is different from any other overdrive because it's just doing its own thing with the amp. It's so doing its thing, yeah. It's it's a very cool, like, distinct thing that I've gone for here, and you know, it's not for everybody, but for me, like, I can play clean at lower uh, volume. That's and it, and like I said, there's a sweetness and warmth to the tone that it, it's hard to describe. But I just kept coming back to it. Like I went to the went to the you know to the to the other ones, which which was the you know the deluxe, and I I did like the the, the sixty five a little bit better than the, than, than the sixty eight, um and I, but I you know and I, I went back and forth a few times and I was like something about this Princeton man, but it just, it just had the thing it was it just, just that sound thing, right? it that just was that's you know that was the sound what,
0: that was in your head right that's what you kind of yeah, wanted
1: yeah I can see why Ryan from sixty cycle hum has his two Princes and then he you know have you ever seen his demos he has two Prince uh, Princetons that he um that he plays his demos through and he and, yeah, he, yeah. and he's like, oh, I got my two Princeton rig, and he two plays Prin- like, yeah, yeah. and he plays a two princes uh, song yeah, yeah. from a uh, spin doctors. Yeah. There you that's go. right. Yeah. So I guess I'm halfway there. You're um, halfway there. So now you need a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the Prince. Enjoy princ- the, g- yeah, that's, that's the Princeton a, story. That's the Princeton story. So, for all of you that were like hanging on the edge of your seats, of did he get the deluxe? What happened? No, no, he went in a totally he different direction. With the princess.
0: I, I, gotta say, I was kind of shocked by that myself because I thought when you said you were gonna pull the trigger on an amp, yeah, and then that, and then I saw the picture, I was kind of, I was surprised.
1: Well, here is the other thing, and Dave, we had this conversation about the aesthetic of the amp. The aesthetic of the amp. This is the one that I wasn't quite sure. Actually, I think it looks great. But the other reason that made me actually get it is because this was the one I actually ordered it from Guitar Center. They're online because they gave me more of a deal. Like the people in the store are like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, I don't even want this one anyway because who knows what's wrong with it. I'm going to call Guitar Center customer service. I'm going to get a discount off it, which I did. And you're going to send me a brand new one in the box. And that's what I did. So anyway. There you go. That's a smart move to make with them. But I I really wanted this. From experience. Yeah, exactly. But I wanted this limited edition. Because it has a 12 inch speaker, and that was the sound I was hearing in the room, and I was like, "I'll get, if I if it doesn't look exactly the way I want it to look, I'll get over it because that's the sound I want. I didn't want the 10 inch speaker. So um, anyway, even though I could just run it through my two by twelve, but then that's a different thing too. It's so, a whole different thing, which yeah. I haven't done yet. I haven't done that yet. I got I got to run it through the two by twelve. It might sound incredible. It might be awesome. You know. So
0: well, stay tuned because we might be talking about that next week. But um. I think otherwise, how are we doing? Are we going to wrap up? Yeah, I think was that's that, it. Was,
1: I think that I think we're up on time no, this week. No more. No, listeners. We're up right,
0: right up against it. So, uh, But thank you again, every single one of you listeners out there. We really appreciate every single one of you and uh, all of you on Instagram and Facebook. And we already threw out all the socials, so you can go find us out there. We appreciate the support. <laughs> Don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, all that stuff because it really helps us out. So we appreciate it. And you guys keep this show runnin', running and um yeah i think uh, that was this week's guitar dad's podcast
1: that's it everybody keep rock alive catch you guys on the flip